With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply there's a time and a place for black and white like when you're learning to play piano or when you want a big two-toned cookie or when shopping for a pet zebra but if you want to attract customers there's no room for black and white so go to staples staples specializes in bold hard to miss color printing and now at staples get 20 percent back in rewards on color printing from banners to brochures and copies to presentations print more color save more money at staples in store only ends 11 10 18 restrictions apply see store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details blog talk radio before we sleep. Lawman is putting into my running and I'm so far from my We will not go gently. Uh, we're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle. Hey, 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 coming down from the gallows and I don't have very
is up, and welcome back, Steelers Nation and NFL fans alike, to Black and Gold NFL Recap, the Behind the Show Curtain podcast that takes a look at Steelers games, NFL games, NFL news, everything football-related. My name is Matt Searles. I'll be your host. I'm joined, as always, by Fred and Sabo. What's going on, guys? Hey, Matt. Uh, yeah, just excited. I can't put it after waiting so long for the NFL season to start. Honestly, can't get to see this. Can't believe it's here and already uh, week one uh, for the Steelers on Monday night. And it just seems way too early for the Bengal game to be upon us. It just seems like that should be later in the season. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. What about you, Sable? My wife was feeling not too well, uh, so I got her some chicken soup at a restaurant right near me. And I gave the lady a 75-cent tip. <laughs> you know, but it was only a, oh, it was, the soup so. was only two fifty. You know, so it was a little bit better than that. And this is a very big week because the word "jagoff" is now in the dictionary. It's a Western <laughs> Pennsylvania word. It's in so, the Oxford is- English Dictionary now. And if you look up the word "jagoff" in there, you see see Tom Brady's face. And Belichick's and the linebacker from What are we doing spending both. time on a? What are we doing spending time on an NFL podcast? Then we should just talk about that. I mean, that's, that's a good hour's <laughs> worth of content right there. <laughs> well, I, I can say that now on the, on the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And if you haven't off. heard uh, heard Sabo's referencing that you know D'Angelo Williams story where. He was in the news for leaving a bad tip at a at a restaurant where the service was bad. Waiter took to him on Twitter, kind of called him out. Uh, waiter was apparently fired. Um, whole thing that you know not really too important, but we've all had you know we've all had bad service. Anyways, moving on. Um, Dad, can I have one second to talk about this? I I know it's in your area, um, in Washington D.C. I told you I was going to do a little thing when we go to each city. In Washington, D.C., I would stay at a hotel was called, used to be called the Quality Inn, now became the Best Western. The restaurant in there was Lando's Restaurant and Pizzeria. That's where they were. So I don't know if the Steelers stayed there, And but there's a little scoop for you. Did you ever go to Lando's Pizza? It's supposed to be down in that area. I've never been Washington, there. Washington, D.C., and Virginia there. area. Definitely, nope. definitely haven't been there. Okay. But it's a good scoop, and appreciate it. Anyways, moving on, week one in the books, week two already underway. We're going to get to that first. I want to get everyone's thoughts on week one, what you guys thought, you know, what you guys thought of the Steelers game, of course, what game stuck out to you um, around the NFL. And if anyone wants to join us on the show, the call-in number is 347 347- Eight five zero eight five eight one. Call in anytime. Join the discussion. Any game this week? Any game last week? Steeler stuff. Whatever is going on in the NFL, we want to talk about it. Go for it. All right, Fred. Thoughts on the Skins game first. Quick thoughts. We're going to toss it around. Biggest takeaways. What do you think, man? Yeah, biggest takeaways. I I, I think our offense. Um, <laughs> Danny Green. Where are what they thought they were? I think it's like many people were suspecting. Once they got going, 
just just too much for the Redskins to handle. The Redskins defensive suspect last year, and that was their biggest area of weakness, and and we proved it. And by the end of the game, we just uh, um, like I called it. I, I I said you know defense and running game will still was a bold. Well, the running game took over in the fourth quarter. So uh, I think only. Uh, Big surprise out of that game from the Steelers with that defense. They just decided to lay back in zone and not not blitz. Uh, Butler's been uh, doing did a lot last year and what they're known for. So I think uh, that that's for a twist not only at the fans but I think for Kirk Cousins. He got a little impatient and uh, got picked off. But the smart strategy. I think uh, what I think it preludes to what Butler has been doing what he's going to do more of is just be um, very flexible with his defensive game plan. Whatever it calls for that week, they I think they have enough uh, players of different uh, caliber and skill levels to, to just do whatever is needed that week, and that's what they thought, thought would work against the Skins, and it did. Um, so, yeah, a little rough start, but once he got going, way too much for the Redskins to handle. What do you think, Sable? I think their offense looked like just what we thought, just like you said. They look like they should be in the Super Bowl, their offense. <laughs> Defense didn't look bad. Um, the cornerbacks, I thought, played okay. I know they played zone. I didn't think Artie Burns could play zone that much. He didn't look too bad. He didn't play that many downs and everything. Crockle looked okay. Gay looked solid. Uh, Sean Davis, Mitchell. The defensive backs were good. Shazier. I hope he can play this week and everything. The defense was okay. Washington, I thought, was a lot better than they were. Uh, Cousins is not a good quarterback, or he, unless he had a bad, a real bad day. But he didn't. He wasn't the kid I thought. You know, the quarterback I thought he was, and everything. So I didn't think Washington was as good as I thought they were, and everything. But I thought we played good enough. And I remember a stat one time. You should win your first game, and that's a good indication if you go to, you know, if you lose the first game, I don't think you go to the playoffs too often and everything like this. But they look, their offense looks like they're Super Bowl bound and everything, and their defense looks like they'll be in the, a lot of games and everything like that. That's great, completely. I think we're seeing a, a more well-rounded team. I think we're seeing a, a matured uh, Coach Butler settling in. Um, you know, he's not just blitzing all the time every game. Um, that was it was definitely an interesting strategy. Good point on Artie Burns too, playing some zone. Not being targeted for a corner is not a bad thing at all. He was on the field, a few plays was not targeted, um, and that's that's a good thing if you're a corner. If you're getting targeted a bunch, you probably aren't you know doing too well in coverage. Um, toss around. Again, want to get your thoughts on week one as a whole, games that stuck out to you, what you guys thought. I thought this was one of the best week ones I can remember. Um, so many games came down, you know, to the last drive. Um, the New Orleans uh, Raiders game, of course, stuck out. Jack Del Rio going for a two-point conversion. Thought that, you know, that was crazy. I did, I, you know, the safe bet is kick the field goal, go to overtime, but he put it all, all down the line. You missed that two-point conversion, you're done. Um, good division games going around. What, what, what stuck out to you, Fred? Uh, yeah, I'll just touch briefly on the one, the one, one of the games you mentioned, that Raiders and Jack Del Rio. And uh, all I got to say about Del Rio is 
he has to walk around with a wheelbarrow, if you know what I mean, to carry around those big ones because <laughs> that that took some big ones. I'll, I'll give him credit for that. Um, uh, yeah, I, I agree. A crazy game. I think that almost every game, um, there was only a few that were decided by more than double digits, um, including ours. The only other game that was – or one of the only other ones that were decided by double digits uh, – the Eagles and Browns, and just uh, not that it was a great game by any means, but just to to point out more of the Browns being the Browns, um, they passed the Browns pass on the chance to take Carson Wentz with a number two pick, trade out to get picks, decide to go with RG three, and then in their first game lose to Carson Wentz and RG three goes on IR. So that's just. If, if we didn't think that if we didn't know if the Browns were going to be the Browns, they're still the Browns. That that was just I I'd like to feel bad for them, but I don't. Um, uh, <laughs> some of the other one, you know, uh, Cardinals and Patriots. Oh, so so rooting against the Patriots. And uh, I saw when the Cardinals were lining up for a game-winning field goal, a chance for a game-winning field goal, and I don't know, it was forty forty-five yarder or somewhere in that range. Right when a guy goes to kick, and of course the Patriots call a timeout, and the kicker just follows through like they usually do, even though it's not going to count. And they were at the he was at the left hash mark, and the ball was slicing and slicing, and I think it just nicked the upright on the right side and went in. And I so that of course it doesn't count, but then when they line up for the for the kick to kick for real after the timeout, I said, well, you know what he's going to do? He sliced it, so now he's going to correct for the slice and he's going to hook it. And what did he do? He hooked it. So the, the ice and the kicker were for him. I died with that one. I hate the Patriots. How can they lose, How can they win without Brady, without Gronkowski? At the Cardinals, who were 13-3 and three on, uh, last year, they, we were talking about earlier, who the heck is going to beat them now? It's up, it's up to us to do it, I guess. What do you think, Sable? Uh You said he needs a wheelbarrow, Jack Del Rio. He needs a dump truck after that to hold them things together. Uh, Cleveland, they're they're playing for the number one pick again. I mean, you go into the draft, you could have had a chance for a good quarterback. He wasn't there. You say, uh, who's your backup quarterback? Uh, They wanted RG3. They got him in free agency. Then they had... Their third guy was Kessler. Got him. Okay, they're still they're the worst team and everything. What shocked me were the Rams. Their defense. Oh, I had him. Like I said, I had him in my fantasy. Aaron Donald, the pit kid, goes crazy, pulls his helmet off, just went nuts because they were looking so bad. And New England, I hate them. They're jagoffs. I think they should have lost. Okay. Those were the big, the big games. I, mean, I wish not, a lot of, a not a lot of love for the Patriots on this show, obviously. Yeah. Not a lot at all. Um, yeah, good good point, definitely. The Browns, oh, I mean, discouraging. Losing RG3, he's now an IR. Um, I think it was a broken collarbone, um, potentially after the season. And I saw a report actually come out that there's now some um, – you know, division in in the organization over Hugh Jackson and RG3. We're in week two, guys, and there's already, you know, division about 
the head coach, can we get through a week or two without the Browns being ready to do something about their head coach? <laughs> Give them a little bit of time. I mean, my goodness. It's, it's, if they fire Hugh Jackson after this year, I, I I feel like every Browns fan is just going to give up. I mean, this is I I think the coach with the best pedigree they've had in a long time. They need to give him some time and let him work. But this isn't the Browns podcast. Black and gold NFL recap. So we'll move on. Um, news coming out of Week One. Start with our Steelers, of course. Uh, Ryan Shazier held out of you know the last um, few minutes of that DC game with apparently a knee injury. He initially said it was precautionary. Um, Tomlin sounded less optimistic, you know, saying we'll see what the doctor says and everything like that. Ryan Shazier has been you know, continuously saying he's fine, he's completely fine. Um, he was held out of practice, I believe, Wednesday or Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday or Wednesday. The practice limited and then practice fully. He should be good to go, um, which is a major major side of relief because he was doing some great things. This guy this guy has it. He he could be the next great in our um defense. No offense to Cam Hayward, but this guy's special. Wheaton, of course, had a last game. He is he practiced fully this week, questionable to go. I don't know why they do you guys know why they took the probable tag away from NFL? Is it just to cause more mayhem for fantasy players that we have no idea what's going on? Because now everybody is questionable. Yeah, I I don't know. I from what I read when they made that rule change, that um, and I don't know what percentage they had, but they said that most of and I, I think they had a number. I don't recall it. Most of the players that were listed as probable played. So they thought, you know, well, what's the sense of putting them on there? They're going to play anyway, so you just put them on there. Um, so, so now. Yeah, what is that? now now if you have an injury at all, they just mark you as questionable. So uh, I don't know. And I remember the opposite where years ago the Patriots, of course, of all people, got in trouble for not disclosing an injury. So I thought the prob- having a probable list made it easier to put somebody on the, the list and disclose it like you're supposed to. So I don't know sure. what direction they, they want. That's why Tom Brady was on the injured list every week. With his shoulder, he would be listed with his shoulder, and like every week he plays, he didn't miss. But they they list him there because that's just Bill Belichick being Bill Belichick. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what honestly what the and and let's face it, the only reason uh, before fantasy football, the only reason there was there was to list injuries was for for the Vegas line and the betters. But now it's for the fantasy owners to have an idea if you want to replace the guy in your lineup or not. So they're not doing any favors there. Maybe they got something going with DraftKings there, and they're splitting the profits. I don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I saw with Wheaton what you mentioned. Um, yeah, he practiced fully on Wednesday and Thursday, and then Friday he was limited. So. To me, that if that's anything, it says you know. Well, he he you know after the two full practices, maybe he started to regress a little bit and go in the opposite. So I don't know. I'd like to see him in, or even though we we fight without him, I'd, you know, he's the besides Hayward Bay, uh, he's the other receiver on the other side that has experience and has been in these games. Eli Rogers, for what I think is going to be fantastic, and he showed. 
great against the Redskins. And Colts, who had some big plays, they haven't been in a Cincinnati game. And I think that that matters, you know. So I'd like to have Wheaton there just, just for that aspect of it. Shay's ear, um, yeah, he, he didn't practice Wednesday. I think they held him out. Just take it easy on him. Limited Thursday. He was full go on Friday. And when he interviewed him in the locker room after practice, he said, I'm 100%. Um, still doesn't preclude Tomlin from saying, you know, for some reason, you know, oh, well, he's not going to play. But I'm pretty confident that Shay's ear is going to play. And I, I, I agree with you. Need him in there because he, not only the interception he had, which that, that stupid Mitchell hit the guy as soon as he intercepted. They called block in the back. I think Mitchell was just going to hit the receiver in case he caught it. But I, I, I thought Shazier was going to take that one back for a touchdown. Um, and then he forced a fumble on the screen, which the Redskins uh, got back. And then that play he had in Jordan Reed in the red zone down the seam to break up the pass. That's what we've been clamoring for for these three years you know, we're getting killed by the tight ends down the team. We need something. Well, Shazier did it. That was a hell of a play. Jordan Reed is one of the best and fastest tight ends, and 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 he, he had fantastic coverage on him. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I feel confident that Shazier is going to be there. Uh, what about you, Steve? Yeah, my neck's hurt me from bobbing up and down, agreeing with you. Uh, Shazier, <laughs> um, I think, is going to play – I don't know why they did that go from question. I, I think it was just like you said, for betters and everything. I hope Wheaton can play. Uh, I don't think we – I think we would miss Shazier more than we would Wheaton because those yeah. wide receivers, Eli Rogers, Coates, even Day, uh, Bay, that that's four. So if you get Wheaton in, that's five good, good wide receivers. You can do a lot of things with that. And they were playing a lot of uh, – I saw a couple of three tight end sets too that they were doing in the game and everything. So quite, I hope Shazier can play. Um, if he doesn't, that's going to be. Um, I think that's going to hurt him because, like you said, he really took Jordan Reed out of them, and he's going to. Have, I think he's going to have to pick up that G, uh, Gio Bernardi with his name and everything. Yeah. A little scat running back for them. He, I think that's who he'll pick up and everything. He was doing great in coverage. I think he's their best defensive player. I just hope he's 100%. And he's he's missed, I think, 11 out of 33 games since he's been here. So 33% of the time he hasn't played because of some kind of injuries. I'm not saying he's brittle, but I think he's <laughs> slight, you know, his, his weight, the way he throws around and everything and everything. But I think he's their most impactful defensive player. I just hope he can I, go, I, uh, go make a difference. I agree. And another name, a couple, another couple names that aren't being talked about much that are definitely missed out there. Cody Wallace and Rosie Nix both look like they're going to be out this week again. Um, earlier in the week, Tomlin was saying they were day to day last week, um, and you know we'll see how they progress this week. Nix still is in practice. Looked like Wallace practiced once, and then he was out after that, um, if I'm not mistaken. So that's, you know, never a good thing after you're held out after practicing fully. Um, so looks like neither of those guys are going to play. But, you know, if we can just get through this week, hopefully we get them back for week three. Other news coming out in the NFL, bad news in San Diego, of course, that Keenan Allen injury tore his ACL in week one out for the year. 
Um, and he was having himself a good game, too. I think he was somewhere around six or seven catches for 60 yards, something like that, when he went down. Um, and that's just – that's doomsday for, for the Chargers. Now your top receiver threat is Travis Benjamin. Um, and, you know, they still got Antonio Gates there. But, my goodness, if you're a Chargers fan, you just got to be sick to your stomach. This is – this is close to us losing Brown. I mean, as you know, importance of the team. Um, not that I don't, I don't think anyone thought the Chargers were going to do you know a ton this year, but they were they were sneaky. They, I mean, with Allen, they they could be a lot better, especially with Melvin Gordon running nice. Just bad news out of San Diego. Um, anything you guys want to add to that, or just moving on? Uh, do you yeah, have anything on Bosa being out too? I think he's yep, something about that. Is, is out. He was out last week. He's now going to be out this week too. I mean, this is and I, I as far as I know, it's not an injury thing. Um, he just he hasn't practiced in uh, full pads yet either. He, this is what happens with holdouts. You're just he's not up to speed. He missed all of training camp. He just had mini camp, so he's still got to learn the place. He's still got to learn the verbiage. Um, that's it's just bad in San Diego right now. Got to feel bad for them, of course. Um, a team that's trying to stay in San Diego, and there's a good chance they could end up in L.A. with the Rams also. Um, so that news out of San Diego. Um, yeah, Ertz, Zach Ertz for Philadelphia Eagles also out this week. Um, come in, see how Carson Wentz does without a good reliable tight end. And last major news coming out this week is, of course, has to do with the next game we're going to talk about going into week two. That is Buffalo Bills firing their offensive coordinator, Greg Roman, um, and promoting the running backs coach, Anthony Lynn. So out with Roman, in with Lynn. Surprising move for me, I thought, after, you know, a 30-point game for their offense. Um, thoughts on that, Fred? I know we were talking about this some before the show. Want to get your, want to get your thoughts for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, although it's surprising – because um, Greg Roman, he's a he's an excellent coach, and like you said, their offense just scored uh, thirty points, while their defense gave up thirty uh, thirty seven and almost five hundred yards. Uh, and you fire the offensive coordinator, and while I say that is surprising, um, it's not surprising that, in a way, in the sense that it's happening in Buffalo with Rex Ryan. Um, I never have thought he was a good coach, and if anything, he just seems it seems to get worse. The circus is officially three rings there now in Buffalo. Um, when he brought his brother on, Rob, uh, in the off season, even though he said in the past he'd never hire his brother, well, there's uh, there he is hiring his brother. Um, and I don't know if you guys saw the the Bills actually put this out. There was a little promotional thing of, I think it was either mini camp or early in, tra- in training camp where Rex is addressing the team and he's on the stage and he's all fired up and he's F on this and this and we're the, we're the ones, the efforts to get this job done and win the whole, the whole thing. And then in that tirade, he said, and if it doesn't work out, you know who the first mother is that's going to be gone, meaning himself. Well, it was not himself. It's Rex. It was it was your offensive coordinator. So again, I mean, how do you how do you have any uh, trust from the players when you make these you make these uh, these 
boasts and you make all these things and then and then you go back on it. Um, so no, it's uh, I honestly, Rex a joke. I I put the over here's the over under I have for the Bills. How many weeks before Rex is gone? And I have it the over under at week ten, which is their bye week. Which by my accounts, my bet is they'll be two and seven by then. So that's the over under for me. A um, couple other thoughts. I'll just say I heard that. Um, uh, that since because Rex had lost a lot of weight over here. If you look back on him, he, I, I, I had forgot how large he was when he was with the Jets. He lost a lot of weight to his credit, and uh, but somebody said he had gained 30 pounds since Rob joined the team or in his off season. And now I think uh, I know why he's got to get rid get rid of uh, his Greg Roman tattoo and he needed to make some room for a, uh, a tattoo of his brother. So. Uh, no, just just bad in Buffalo. They they are done. They're they're just so dysfunctional. Um, they, I don't, you know, they're they're done. They they're not going to be anything this year. What do you think, Sable? What did you say? Tenth week. That's that the old runner for me. By by the tenth week, that's that's, that's what I I'll say. go with week three. No, I'll <laughs> go. Week three would be tough because who's going to get the job then? They fire him. They're not going to move the brother up. And now the new offensive coordinator, the running back coach, who just moved up, so who are they going to get? He's, he's going to be there for a while, but if he loses, I think he could be on week three. I mean, he said, if I don't win, my job's on the line. I'm going to get fired. Well, oh. Yeah, I said you're breaking up there, bud. Yeah, I I think if he lasts week ten, that's a long time, and everything. But it might be week ten. I I don't think they have anyone better. Who are they going to go with unless another coach gets fired before him and you hire him? But I don't think that's going to happen. I think I think for that reason, just the fact that you know they're not going to promote um, the offensive coordinator immediately to the, the head coaching job, they're not going to give it to Rob Ryan. I honestly. I would be surprised if um, Rex doesn't at least finish out the season. Um, that's just my personal take, mainly because I'm not a big fan of firing head coaches halfway through the season. That never, ever works um, at all. So I, I think let, let him get through it. He's, I mean, he's going through this without so many of their um, defensive players. We know Shaq Lawson isn't in there. Reg Braglin isn't in there. Um that defense is banged up, but yeah, I agree completely. This this Bills team isn't looking too hot at all. Um, and Ryan, his his he's on the hot seat moving forward. Um, all right, so what we're gonna do here? We're gonna do something a little new because this is our first um, game or our first episode really where we're gonna preview other games happening, you know, in the league. What we're gonna do is we're gonna go game by game, um, toss it around the room. We're going to make our picks for the game also. Fred's going to make a pick. David's going to make a pick. I'm going to make a pick. And then we're just going to kind of keep tally and see how we do throughout the season. The little discussions going on with the games. And, again, at any time you guys want to call in, talk anything NFL, talk last week game, talk this week games, talk Steelers-Cincinnati, which we're going to get to, um, feel free. The number is 347-850-8581. Before we move on, also want to let everyone know that our 
podcast is sponsored by Frank Walker Law, top criminal defense firm in Western PA and Western Virginia. Check out their website, frankwalkerlaw.com. We're going to be hearing from him a little bit later, about halfway through our picks. All right, guys. So we just finished with you know the Thursday night game, the Jets and the Bills. I think before we start getting to our AFC North, let's just finish out that AFC East. Miami, New England, that's where we're going to start. Miami, you know, just got off a game with the Seahawks, played them surprisingly close, came down to that last play, um, and a great pass from Russell Wilson. So, curious what you guys think about this. That Dolphins defense looked improved. Um, Tannehill looks like who he is. Kenny Stills had a huge drop in that game um, that really, really could have been the difference in this low-scoring game. Meanwhile, New England's coming off of that surprising upset of the Cardinals. Um, what are your picks, guys? Anyone taking New England here? Where are you going, Fred? Oh, uh, man, this one is so tough only because the Dolphins, I I, I don't know, I couldn't, can't recall the last time they won in New England. And, uh, of course, with Garoppolo being there still, uh, Brady still out. Gronk is questionable. I don't have a feel if he's, you know, questionable means he's going to play or if he's at like 25%. I got to go with the Patriots only because I know it's Garoppolo, but the Patriots won in Arizona, so that just shows me they can beat anybody in the Dolphins. Defense look better. I think they have a good coach now. I think Gates, uh, they have a chance to do something with him, but they got to show me first. So I I got to go with the Patriots just because the Dolphins the hit, you know, just still hit and miss on offense. So I I don't I don't trust them to get anything done yet. They got to show me. So what do you think, Sable? I'm gonna go opposite of every game you pick. <laughs> <laughs> you'll probably you'll probably do pretty good that way. No, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just being a jag off. Um, New England. I, I'm going to pick New England in this game. Um, Miami showed me something um, <laughs> better than I thought they were and everything. But just like you said, Miami, I can't remember the last time. Maybe last time they won when um, Marino was the quarterback up there and everything. But i got to go with New England. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the Patriots too. I mean, I, I I want to take the Dolphins. I think all of us, even though we're picking the Patriots, are going to be rooting for the Dolphins, of yeah. course. But I mean, the Patriots at home, that's that's just a brutal place for anyone to play. They just they don't lose there. Um, all right, moving on, getting to the game. I think we all want to talk about Pittsburgh versus Cincinnati. This is going to be a huge game for both teams. Um, is really kind of – I think every year there's kind of that one game that kind of sets the tone and can, you know, set your expectations for how this team is going to do. If we win this game, if the Steelers win this game, we got a good road moving forward. I mean, no team will really play other than the Patriots is going to be a better team than the Cincinnati Bengals we've got. So going, you know, five, we're, I mean, we could be looking really good when we get everybody back. Um, intense game. I've heard mixed review or not mixed reviews, mixed opinions from people. Some people saying this is a great rivalry. Some people saying this isn't a rivalry. This is just Cincinnati wanting to beat Pittsburgh 
and that, you know, hasn't happened in a meaningful game yet. Um, so definitely want to get your thoughts on this. We can toss around a couple times because this, of course, is the game we care about the most. So, Fred, who are you taking and why? Oh, well, I I, I got to go with the Steelers, and uh, but I do think it's a rivalry. You know, they still say that the Ravens are the rivalry. The, the last time Andy Dalton played in the game, uh, they beat us in Pittsburgh last year. And now it was Ben's first game back off injury, which in the past he usually is a little doesn't play well. So, but uh, uh, they still beat us. Uh, even though we held Dalton in that game down, he did, he had a couple picks. We sacked him three times, but they they managed to make the plays. Um, I think if if we had you know if ifs and buts, if we had our guys, I I think we win going away. Um, but being there were you know a few guys that we don't have, we don't have Lavarius Green, we don't have Le'Veon Bell, um, don't have the career Golson, but. The key to me, I think, is when you watch what Cincy does, they pretty much do on defense, even though they play more man than zone. They did what we did last. They keep their two safeties back most of the time. They're not going to get beat deep, and they make you work your way down the field. Steelers were able to do in this in the second game. Remember, they D'Angelo had two, um, like three and one yard touchdowns. If we can, we're going to move the ball. But we, if we score touchdowns when we get in the red zone, we can win. If we, if we can run the ball and force them to get out of their two high safeties, we can win. They didn't last week. The Jets uh, ran the ball great on them. Forte had a big game. Uh, Powell had a big game. They would not come out of that too high, and it ended up working out for them. Even though the Jets blew that one, uh, so. And I think our defense, I don't think we'll play as back, you know, in as much zone as we did against the Redskins, right? I think they like this. I'm not saying that they we're all going to go to, to Tampa, too, but, you know, Tomlin's bringing some of that in Butler. I think the defense is still evolving a little bit, and it's still, like I said, they kind of mix and match different concepts. Um, the Bengals, huge loss, you know, perfect on defense. They don't have Tyler Eifert. Eifert had 13 touchdowns in 13 games last year. They don't have their other two uh, receivers, their number two and three last year. So, uh, and they they got pass happy last week once they fell behind the Jets. They ran the ball about 14 times total between the two running backs. Um, so if we make them one dimensional, if they don't run the ball at all, we'll, we'll win. It's just that's what I think it comes down to. We're gonna, we're going to play some of the same defense, not trying to get beat deep. It's whoever can convert. You watch whoever can convert when they're in the red zone, and or whoever doesn't turn it over. Um, but I think it's going to be us. I think as a, as the season goes on, I, I, we get more comfortable with the defense and getting Sean Davis. Uh, and like I said, already, already I played, I think played about nine or 10 snaps in our, in our uh, dime defense with the six defensive backs, which if you watched, one thing we didn't talk about from last week, if you watched Lawrence Timmons, he looks, he lost weight in the offseason about five pounds. He looked, slow. He did not look good in coverage, so I think third and long, I wouldn't be surprised. I would hope that they go with more diamond. I think the more Artie Burns plays, I think they'll be more comfortable, so uh, I, I think Pitt will win at home. I think they just have 
too many playmakers. I think the I I put in my uh, my other pick there, uh, my description. I think Jeremy Hill is going to have another big fumble. The Jets took advantage of some weaknesses on their offensive line. Hopefully, we can do the same. Their center is not good at uh, Bodine, and our guys up the middle that's where we're the strongest. So that's my thoughts. What do you think, Sable? You both went with the Steelers. The win. I don't yep. have Matt picked yet. Yeah. Oh, Matt didn't make a pick yet. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with the Bengals. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Steelers. Um, let, let's look at this game. The, the tough matchup, I think, you know, I like pit kids. Tyler Boyd, I think Burns is going to pick him up. If he doesn't, Sean Davis does. Artie Burns playing against uh, Tyler Boyd when he was at Miami, uh, Florida. The vantage goes to Boyd on this one. He's going to be there. In three games, Tyler Boyd had 19 catches, 240 yards, two TDs. That was in three years. Burns had two interceptions against Boyd. What we're talking about, here's what did against him on an average for the three games. So we're going with almost seven catches, 80 yards, and almost one touchdown. Burns is close to intercepting almost one pass. A lot of times he wasn't matched up against them. Let's go with quarterbacks, okay? Ben over Dalton. Running backs, the way D'Angelo Williams is running now, I have to go with him over Hill. And if Hill makes another fumble, that's okay with me. Tight end, Jesse James didn't look too bad last week. I, don't, I can't even remember who their backup tight end, that Tyler Croft or something like that. And David Johnson made some good blocks last week. Okay, so I give it the tight end, too. Uh, wide receivers, A.J. Green's tough. But A.B. is better. I'm going to go with – I'm I'm sorry. I'm going to go with the Steelers having better wide receivers. And the offensive line, I thought Cincinnati's offensive line was going to be one of their strong points. They looked terrible against the Jets. McClendon had a um, a life changing game. <laughs> yep. um, Whitworth, I thought, was a great left tackle, and that Kevin Zettler, maybe I'm pronouncing, you know, I mispronounce words and names and everything like that. But that Russell Bodine, just like you said, he's terrible. So I give it to our offensive line. Defensive line going to be a little tricky because they got Dunlap and everything. At worst, I'd say that's a draw. Our linebackers, I think, are just as good or a little bit better than Cincy's linebackers. Uh, Timmons has to come out in passing downs, just like you said, Freddie. He just doesn't have any more pass coverage. Maybe they'll go more uh, nickel with uh, Davis. Maybe they'll go even with Diamond, put Burns in there more. Timmons has to come in any time it's third and long third, you know, a passing down and everything. Um, our defensive backs versus theirs, I'd go with our defensive backs now. Youth, wow. and, youth and speed beats, you know, Mitchell's good. Uh, their safeties aren't the safeties they used to have before. Didn't they lose Nelson? I don't think he's on the yep. team anymore. No, Did he go to Oakland or something? Uh, yes, Oakland. You yeah, he correct. went to Oakland, okay. So, Gay... I mean, the guy we were going to pick, Denard, is their third cornerback, which is not a bad cornerback. 
So now you've got Pac-Man Jones. Pac-Man Jones over Gay, uh, very close. I think our secondary is better. Their punter against Barry, that's pretty close. I'm going to go with, even if I go, I'll I'll go with our punter and everything. And I like Boswell. I'll go with our kicker, or at least at worst case, even on that. So now I go, I go with the Steelers then. I'm going 27-21 maybe, 2014, something like that. So I go with the Steelers. Wow, so not the Steelers too. I I think the Cincinnati Bengals defense is better than the, than the Steelers defense. I, I do, but, oh, man, this is going to be such a close one. And I'm, I'm usually – Fred likes to pick with his heart. I like to be, you know, pessimistically optimistic. I like to, like, say the worst is going to happen, and so I'm not let down if it does. But, oh, I, I got to take the Steelers in this one. I'm just I'm just too <laughs> hopeful about this, this team this year. If we win this one, we're, I mean, we're, we're cruising, you know, until that, that Patriots game. Of course, no games are easy, but this is the hardest team we play for, for a few weeks. Um, so I'm taking the Steelers. This is going to be a close one. This, I think, you know, whether you're a Steelers, Bengals fan or not, or just a fan of football, this is the game of the week, in my opinion. Um, is it your lock? Hell yeah. Hell, okay. no, I, was, I was thinking about it. It's not my lock. It's not my lock. Oh, I was thinking about it. I mean, up until it was my turn to talk, I was debating who I was going to pick. So I'm not putting my lock down. I'll save it. <laughs> But, man, am I excited for this game. All right. So, moving on. Another divisional game. This is like the week of divisional games in the NFL. Um, we got Baltimore in Cleveland. Um, to me, interesting game. Really, I mean, just from we're still figuring out who Baltimore is. They looked a lot better than I thought they were going to look last week. Um, everyone was, you know, writing them down for another top five pick. They're in that rebuilding mode. Flacco looked pretty good. Wallace um, looked fast still. Um, everybody jumping on Mike Wallace in fantasy because he had one long touchdown catch. I I wouldn't touch him. Um, he's hit or miss and just not someone who you can rely on. But Baltimore looked better. I want to see how they do. I honestly don't think Josh McCown is a big downgrade over RG3. I think he's less exciting, but I think he is maybe equal as, you know, how he's going to perform. I think, you know, that could give their offense a little bit of a boost. Uh, thoughts? What do you think, Fred? Who are you picking? Yeah, um, this is – so this is the old Browns versus the new Browns. Um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no, and I, I agree on Josh McCown. I don't think – for immediate impact, I don't think, if anything, you're probably – you don't lose anything and it might be better. One thing you mentioned earlier, just a touch on about – the front office and Hugh Jackson. And I could kind of see this. They thought that, although, you know, nobody wants a guy to get injured. You don't want anybody to get injured, whether you like him or not. But with RG3 being down, some I heard some, some rumblings that some people thought that Hugh Jackson was maybe devoting too much time to, you know, uh, RG3 as a reclamation project and getting him back going versus, you know, overseeing the whole team. And because he's known as the quarterback guru and 
maybe investing too much into just focusing on, let's, you know, I want to turn RG3 around. So, you know, maybe now that, that he's injured, unfortunately, it kind of takes that off of him and, you know, it, in, in some ways might be better for him. And I, I can kind of, I can kind of see that. Um, as far as this game, it, yeah, Baltimore looked, their, their defense looked good against the, the Bills, but, the Bills, even though you know, they scored a ton against the Jets, it was it was from a few big big plays from uh, Tyrod Taylor running out of the pocket. When you watch him as a quarterback, he missed easy throws. He the pocket's clean, and he starts running around for no reason. Uh, so really, I don't think the uh, the Bills gave Baltimore a lot. I I just think Baltimore hasn't been tested, and they're not going to be tested this week either. Um, so to, to me, I don't. I it's Flacco. If you watch Flacco, he had decent stats. He even though for a, a taller guy over his career, he's been better than you would think he is as far as scrambling and buying time. He showed limited mobility. I think the knee is still where he trusts it. So, uh, but on this game, I think just because uh, Cleveland is just they don't know. They had. I think I saw the things. All four, all fourteen of the draft picks made the team, plus four undrafted free agents. So they had eighteen rookies out of fifty-three. That's a, a third of their roster. Wow. They just, they, they just haven't played together. And Baltimore, Harbaugh is a, you know, a good coach. Just a better coaching and a better. Baltimore wins it. That's, I mean, Cleveland. This is, they don't have anything together yet. So even if it's in Cleveland, Baltimore wins. Baltimore hasn't been tested yet. They won't this week. What do you think, Sable? I give the phone number three four seven eight five zero eight five eight one. This is my lock of the week. I'm going to pick Baltimore. Mm. I think here's my. You know, I come up with one goofy thing. Um, a show. I don't think Cleveland will win a game. Um, I think they'll have the first pick, just like I've been saying. Uh, probably all their scouts are down in Clemson every weekend. <laughs> so I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with uh, Baltimore. This is my lock. This might be my lock of the year. Now there will be some other game. Uh, no, I, that's right. Cleveland. Yeah, they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose every game. I'm saying. I was gonna say San Francisco was gonna have a tough time. Then, then they go and they beat uh, the Rams and everything. So my lock of the week is Baltimore to win. Because I think Cleveland is that bad. Freddie, that was a good thing about the rookies and the free agents and everything. They're all new. Um, eventually, they're going to get it right. They're going to have to have another quarterback next year, too. I don't know <laughs> yeah. quarterbacks have been 29. They're going to run out of room on that shirt. <laughs> right they would have picked they, Ben. They got to go, make pants to go with it, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then they're going to have is. to pick. They they said they liked that uh, Cody uh, Kessler and everything. Um, are we positive mm-hmm. that they're going to start Josh? Yeah. Not him? Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. That's done. But he's going to. I think he's going to. Before long, Jackson, the quarterback guru, is going to go to Cody and and give him a shot and everything like that. I think so. Maybe he loses one game or a couple games and everything. He's going to go to the rookie. What do you got to lose? You know, we'll say, um, he's not going to win a lot of games. He's, he, they're not going to win. Might as well put the rookie no. in, see what you have with him. 
Agreed. We're not really taking against each other at all so far. We'll see if that keeps happening. I'm taking Baltimore also. Um, they're just a better team. They've been the better team for a long time. I'm not taking Cleveland until they do something. They are capable of surprising you, um, but not very often. Definitely taking Baltimore. Um, that was a good stat, um, Brad, about how many rookies they got on their team. He's at 18, 19. That's 18, I mean, to put that yeah. in perspective for anyone. I believe we've got three on our active roster, right? Um, and then the rest on the you know, practice squad and stuff like stuff like that. That is, I think we got crazy. four. Four. We got Burns, Davis, and Hargrave. Tyler. And then. Oh, Medicaid. Who? Tap Tyler. Oh, yeah. Point four. But still, compared compared to eighteen. Yes. Compared to 18. That's what happens when you have good, solid vets. All right, moving on, guys. Kansas City versus Houston. Who you got, Freddie? What's your pick? Oh, another tight one. Um, big uh, big thing here is uh, injury to the Texans, their linebacker, Brian Cushing, who's uh, been, been a big part of outside of J.J. Watt, one of the tone setters on the team, and, and he's out. He hurt his knee. Um in Kansas City, this, this game destroyed is in, them. It's in Houston. It's in Houston, yeah. But and Kansas City yeah. destroyed them last year in Houston in the playoffs. But uh, that was before Houston had a running back and a quarterback. And uh, so, uh, being that it's in Houston, it's, it's another tight one. Uh, but I, I'm going to go with Houston. They, I, I mean, Osweiler, I don't know that he's shown he's great, but he, he showed at least he belonged. And like I said, they have – they have running back, and they got uh, two wide receivers now. Hopkins they added that, that uh, rookie against his name uh, Fuller, I think it was that kind of long one. So I got to go with the Texans down there. Uh, what do you think, Sabo? Uh, breaking news: Pirates won two. They played a doubleheader, and Pitt did lose. I'm going to go to Kansas hmm. City. Uh, Matt told wow. me I was reading. Isn't Kansas City like? Would you tell me eleven and zero? They won eleven games at home, or was that no, the no, in the regular season? I mean, they haven't lost in the regular season since before they they beat us. They beat us. What was it like week? I don't know five or six from last year, and then they just went on that roll. They have not lost a regular season game since before that. So they're on, they're on a roll here. Yeah, I'll go with Kansas City just to beat off as a Fred. <laughs> I, I think Kansas City's better. Good enough reason for me. Oh, this is a tough one. Um, this is tough. I think I think Houston's a better team, um, but they're young. I think Kansas City is. They got a taste of it last year. I think Peters. Um, that uh, you know, Marcus Peters is going to do work on Hopkins. Oh, I'm deciding this as we're talking. I'm picking. I'm picking Kansas City. Um, right. I think they've got a good defense. You know, but without that pass rush, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm picking Kansas City for this one. Two to one right, versus move. What's up? Two to one versus Freddy. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, moving on. I think after this one, we're going to get a quick word from Frank Walker. But for now, San Francisco versus Carolina. This you got to feel bad for the 49ers. This is this is lambs to the slaughter right here. Um, I think everyone knows who we're picking here. 
I think if we all could put our locks on this one, we would. Fred, who are you taking? Any surprises? You want to get 49ers, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Uh, yeah, there's this, 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 I, I, I think this one, you just go, yeah, move on. Carolina at home, uh, still upset over losing to the Broncos. The, the Niners, uh, 28 nothing win against the Rams. They weren't playing a real team, so no, that this one's easy. That, don't even say anything. The Panthers. <laughs> what do you think, Sable? Anything different? No, I'll, I'll go with the Panthers too, and everything. <laughs> I, I didn't think San Francisco was good going into, and then they killed the Rams. But I'm going to go with the Panthers. I think they're su- such a better team. It's not even going to be close. It, it could be my second lock. I'm going to have two locks. <laughs> <laughs> you get one lock. You get one lock, Sabo. You got to deal with it. Well, no. Okay, I'll make... have a half lock. <laughs> Seems like a very unsecure lock. Two half there. locks together. I'm going to take Cleveland uh, to lose to the Raiders, a half lock. And then Carolina to beat San Francisco, a half lock. So the, a half <laughs> lock and a half lock is one lock. All right, uh, you and the loopholes. I'm I'll take the Panthers, make it a hat trick. Panthers all day. Let's get a word from Frank Walker before we move on. This is Frank Walker Law, sponsor of All Behind the Silk Curtain Podcast. Smart or stupid? Those strobing lights in your rear view, that flashlight shining in your face? License, registration, and insurance, please. The little adventure you're about to have with this guy? Uh, I'll need you to step out of the vehicle, please. Okay, so you've done something stupid. Fix it with a smart move. For DUI or criminal defense, call Frank Walker of FrankWalkerLaw.com. He knows his way around a courtroom. 412-532-6805. 412-532-6805 or FrankWalkerLaw.com. That's Frank Walker Law, top criminal defense firm in Western PA and Western Virginia. Check them out, frankwalkerlaw.com. All right, guys, moving on. Um, Tennessee versus Detroit. Last year, this would have been a stinker. Um, This would have been horrible to watch. I'm actually intrigued because both of these teams are, I think the fan bases are cautiously optimistic. Matt Ryan looks like he's coming in. Not Matt Ryan. Matt Stafford looks like he's coming into his own here. He had a heck of a game um, last week, and I really think that not having Calvin Johnson there is making him, you know, actually maybe a better quarterback because he can't just zone in on who the best player on the field is. He's making his reads. He's making decisions. Um, and then on the flip side, we got Tennessee. Marcus Mariota in the second year um, made a couple bad mistakes last week, but there's no doubt that Tennessee run game looks very, very good. Um, and that receiver they got there, Sharp, also looks like he – I mean, he kind of reminds me of Rodgers. Um, you know, of course, another one of those shifty, smaller receivers. He looked really nice last year and – or last week and has throughout the preseason. Um, so, horrible game this would have been last year. This year, I'm definitely going to be checking this out. One of them that I'm honestly excited for. Who you got, Freddie? Uh, yeah, I, uh, with you, I, I think uh, one of the main reasons that um, – Detroit, they, it, anybody talks about them last year after, I don't know, it was after halfway through the season or so, they were struggling and they fired their offensive coordinator and they promoted a, a guy from within. And ever since then, every game, you have to make mention of the Detroit's offensive coordinator being Jim Bob Cooter because everybody loves saying Jim Bob Cooter. So I got it in there. Cooter. Um, 
<laughs> just like the Dukes of Hazard reminds you of. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Tennessee still being a young team, like you said, with the, their exotic smash mouth as their coach um, Malarkey like labeled it. I think it's intriguing, and uh, but I don't. I think you need more than that. And young team being on the road, uh, they saw last week they their defense played okay, but uh, they still lost to the Vikings because they gave up two two offensive scores on turnovers. Uh, yeah, I think uh, amazingly enough, it, it seems unnatural for me to say Detroit will be two and zero, but I think they're going to be two and zero. I think Tennessee is just too young of a team. And uh, to go on the road and win, and like you said, I think Matt Stafford is finally starting to become a quarterback versus when he came in the league, he was like the gunslinger, and I'm just kind of winging out there and stare down uh, Megatron. Uh, so I, I agree. I think it was a, in some ways a, a force, forcing him to grow up and, and, and go through his progression. So I got the alliance. What do you think, Sabo? I think this might be one of the closest games this week. Um, other than I think the other game might be close is that Tampa Bay versus uh, Arizona game. So you picked Detroit. I'll go with Tennessee just because they have LeBeau. <laughs> they do have LeBeau. That's it. Okay. That's why I'm picking them. What did, what did Matt pick? Well, I'm, I'm taking Detroit. I'm taking Detroit, and they're my lock of the week. We need to get mm. we need to get like a soundboard. We need to get sound effects because I need I need something to play that makes it sound super dramatic. Um, that's my lock of the week. I think that the Detroit offense with Coots, Jim Bob Cooter is going to be I think it's going to be nice this year. They were they were good coming down the stretch. Um, that's that's what I'm taking. I like it. Moving on, uh, New Orleans versus New York Giants. Two hot flying offenses. Two really bad defenses. Um, there, there could be you know seventy, eighty points in between these two teams. Um, this, this going to be a, a heck of a shootout. Brandon Cooks looked great last week. Um, he had a bad sophomore slump last year. Looked good his rookie year. Looks like he's back um, to his old self this year. Meanwhile, Victor Cruz, you know, he's back. I, I didn't. I honestly did not know he was still playing. Um, Victor Cruz back in there. If he can do what what you know got him famous, and how he was in that Super Bowl, along with Sterling Shepard, their rookie, um, and of course Odell Beckham, that is a heck of a trio they've got there. Um, this is going to be a shootout. We've got good games coming up this week. I another one. I'm definitely watching. Who are you taking, Fred? Yeah, like you said, uh, if you remember last year when these guys played, uh, Drew Brees set a record with seven touchdown passes um, and uh, pulled out a, a, a close one. I think they both had almost 50 points. Uh, the Giants' defense was bad last year. They spent a lot of money getting – getting. Uh, they spent like, like $180 million all told when you add up by getting the pass rusher, Olivia Vernon. They got Snacks Harris in there to anchor the middle. And uh, the corner from the Rams, uh, I think it was uh, Jenkins. So, and against Dallas's offensive line, which many people think is one of the best, they they stoned Ezekiel Elliott. Um, he only had like 20 carries for 51 yards. So, the defense stepped up last week. Of course, a different uh, 
different order of business going up against Drew Brees and a whole different type of offense. But uh, so being at home, uh, I got to go with the G-men. Uh, they'll be they'll start out two and all. Yeah, and like you said, Victor Cruz had a touchdown last week. Uh, did the salsa dance. Uh, so just just glad for him to come back because he you know he struggled with a knee injury up and then rehabbing the last year and still wasn't able to. Um, Giants are an interesting team. I still don't know what to, to make of them just yet, but at home uh, they should pull it out or they'll blow it just like they did last, last, every game last season. But I'll go with the Giants. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, I'll go with the Giants too. Um, New Orleans still hasn't showed me that much on defense. I think the Giants' um, three wide receivers will make a difference. So I got to go with the Giants on this one. Make it a sweep, taking the Giants also. Uh, keep yep. this thing rolling. Dallas versus Washington, divisional game. Um, Dak Prescott in there. Going to see if the Skins bounce back from how they performed against us, against a much you know less potent offense. Um, who are you taking, Fred? Uh, got to go with the Skins at home. I think. Uh, Dallas, again, their offensive line, Redskins are kind of weak as we expose them in the middle. You can run on them, but, again, this is a rookie quarterback going on the road, um, and the Redskins will bounce back. Dallas's defense doesn't doesn't have a whole heck of a lot. Uh, they're missing pieces as it is, and the pieces when they get there aren't, aren't, aren't a lot to scare you. So I'm going with the, the Skins at home. And uh, may, say maybe we should tell the Dallas players where that restaurant is, they, so they know where to go and not tip. <laughs> it's called Landau's. Landau's. I'm going to go with Dallas, because um, Washington really didn't show me anything this, uh, against the Steelers and everything. I'll I'll go with Dallas. I think Prescott uh, might have a fairly good game and everything, and Elliott, their offensive line, still is next to ours. I think it's a very good offensive line. I'm going to go with Dallas. I'm also I'm also going with Dallas here. Um, his run defense just is not up to snuff, and when you got Elliott and Alfred Morris back there, I think, I think they're just going to run all over them. I think we showed the blueprint of how to play them on defense, not a hard defense to play. Um, and I think we should have on offense what to do with them. You just run them. Um, Tampa Bay versus Arizona. Another game that would have been bad last year, but good this year. We've got, I mean, this is an exciting year in the NFL. We've got not a lot of awful teams this year. Um, Tampa Bay going to Arizona. Um, Arizona trying to get that first win after that brutal loss to the Patriots. Who are you taking, Fred? Uh, I gotta gotta go with Arizona, but I agree with you that uh, an interesting game. Tampa Bay, a team that honestly nationally you don't, I don't see them a lot. Don't don't so in that respect you don't see a lot about it. You know you got they got Jameis Winston, but and uh, the wide receiver they got the the running back, but you don't hear a lot about them. You know nationally they're 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 not usually on prime time, so hard to get it unless you really dig hard to get a, a gauge on them. But I. Arizona has so much talent. The only thing that that worries me about Arizona is their their rookie cornerback William. He got he looked bad at, at times against the Patriots. They but they don't have a game plan and exposure. 
Um, but Arizona just says, what I think they needed to do last week when I was watching the game is, I don't think they got the ball in the hands of David Johnson enough. That guy is unbelievable. That one run where he just oh, yeah. broke three tackles and spun out. They just got to give him the ball more. He's like, uh, although not quite as quick in the cuts, similar. To me, he's like Le'Veon Bell, but a little bit bigger. That's the type of back he is. I think he can be. They just, I think they just need to give him the ball more. So, uh, yeah, Tampa Bay going going across the the coast. I don't think they're still young. I think they're on the rise, but still young. So, I think the Cardinals will will win this one. What do you think, Sabo? I can't see the Arizona Cardinals starting out 0-2. Uh, I thought they should have beat New England. Um, is this one of them games where the East Coast team, are we going to call Tampa Bay an East Coast team going to Arizona? Is Arizona a West Coast team? I'm going to go. Well, there. not quite, but. Um, good enough for me. If I get these <laughs> wrong, is someone putting these down so next week I can lie and say <laughs> Not, right or, not only not only am I writing this gonna, down, but it is recorded forever oh, on this podcast. So yeah, I'll, that's I'll why you get one lock. Me. You get one lock, but you get many locks. Lock. <laughs> All right, this next few we're gonna fly through. Um, Seahawks versus Rams. Rams laid an egg last week. This is this gonna be the week where the Rams score points? Honestly, I don't know. Um, that offense is bad. When your starting quarterback is admitting that he's seeing ghosts on the field, that's not that's not a good thing, guys. That's not bad. You don't march him out there against the Legion of Boom and say, you know, go see these ghosts. Um, that's it's going to be brutal. Um, I'm taking Seahawks all day. What about you, Fred? Yeah, they. Uh, that was bad when he said that. You you don't you don't go out and say that. I will say that that. The Rams and Jeff Fisher are are trying to be the West Coast. Now that they're now that they're out in LA, this is their the first game in LA in whatever it's been twenty years, twenty one years. Um, so that it's going to be a big event. Uh, I'm sure to have a lot of Hollywood guys there. Um, Eric Dickerson, I'm sure will be there. Dickerson was one of the very vocal about getting the Rams back to LA. He, he came out after last week's game and called it an embarrassment, which of course it was. But I think. They're trying to be the West Coast version of the Bills because I think they don't have a clue. Jeff Fisher, they said he were, I, I read, I don't know if it's been confirmed, he was getting an extension. He's like the seven and nine perennial no. guy every, every Yeah, I, 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 I heard that. I mean, they, he, they drafted Goff because they thought, they have the number one pick and let's go get him. Well, let's not even make him active for the first game. And then he didn't do anything, and now he's second. I just think Fisher just pulled this stuff out of the hat. Honestly, they 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 don't have direction. They have a great running back and girly. They don't have any wide receivers. The thing about this though, last year the Rams swept the Seahawks. Do you know? Did you know that they beat them both games? Um, yeah, they played them well. Yeah, they, they have their. They have their number, and, and the biggest weakness of the Seahawks is their offensive line. It's been bad for years. And Beast Mode and Russell Wilson with that uh, read option thing, they got around it. But it's, the Dolphins tore them up last week, as you mentioned. Um, so it, it's not as easy as pick as, as some, it might look on the surface. But I, I got to go with the, with the Seahawks. Uh, just 
Russell Wilson alone will probably just win the game for them versus the the joke that the that is the Rams. So, well, I got the Seahawks. What do you say, Safeo? I'm going with the Seahawks too. The only extension that Jeff Fisher is going to get is in his hair. Then <laughs> <laughs> I got to go with I... the Seahawks. Everything up. They might score. I don't even know if they'll score. The only way they're going to score if they put Aaron Donald on offense to block or something like that. That, that was just a horrendous game. And he, he just went nuts and everything. I got to go with the Seahawks. I I think Fisher and the Rams are in disarray. And I can't see why. I, I don't know what happened to them. Right. So go Aaron with... Donald, of course, ejected from uh, last week's game against the 49ers, fined 21,000, you know, slammed his helmet on the on the field and everything like that. Um, it's it's not looking good. If I'm if I'm the GM of the Rams, I am getting rid of Jeff Fisher. I am putting Goff out there because Goff is all you need. A, all you need is a quarterback on this team. Goff has the talent. Just put him out there. Let him learn. Um, Keenum is admittedly seeing ghosts. You do not put that guy out there. Um, that they need to make some changes over there. I, and I don't know if y'all watch that Hard Knocks thing, but you know Jeff Fisher gave that big speech. I am not going seven to nine, nine and seven, or even ten and six. You know the team is too good. I think he's right. I think that that team is going two and fourteen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they like to go nine they, and they, seven. They, <laughs> yeah, that's that would be a miracle. Um, unless they put golf in and they make some changes. Um. Because, man, Keenum looked bad. Anyway, moving on. Um, Got to get through these last four before we end the show. Atlanta versus Oakland. Who you got, Freddie? All right. And, uh, yep, I'll do that one. But I, I think we might have missed a game, Matt. Uh, I don't think we picked the Colts and the Broncos, but um, a little higher up. But uh, oh, I, I, think we, I think we missed that one. Uh, Atlanta versus Oakland. Tough. Still don't know if Oakland, even though they won in in, in uh, Orleans last week, um, don't know if they've got it quite just yet. But I I'm never sold on the Falcons. Never sold on them. Never sold on Manny Ice. And this is another one of those teams going out to play in the black hole. I'm 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 making this my lock. Believe it or not, even though I'm not Whoa. because yeah, I just only because. I'm never sold on the Falcons. They they disappoint. They don't. They're missing something. So I think the Falcons go out to the black hole and get sucked in. So I'm going with the Raiders. I'm going. What do you think? You're going who? Oakland. Oakland, same here. Give me the Raiders. Um, good point, brother. <laughs> you missed the Indy Denver game. Uh, Indy versus Denver. I'm taking Denver. I think the Colts offensive line is not up to snuff. I think that Ron Miller is going to have himself a day. That Denver pass rush is just something else um, along with their cornerbacks. That defense is just – I mean, they were good last year. They're right. You know, they're picking up right where they left off. Um, and now they've got a running game. That 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 team is scary in the AFC. Um, I know everybody wants to put you know, the Steelers first in the power rankings. This is the Super Bowl champs coming off, uh, you know, the Super Bowl win, and they don't look, you know, like they've taken a step back. They've got no hangover. They look nice. I'm taking them against Indianapolis. Who do you got, Fred? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to not pick Denver. I do not like them. I do not like China. Like, 
And uh, they, they surprised me in the first game by being a couple things. Their offensive line was not real good last year, and they got new pieces, three, four of the five guys, three new guys, four of the five not playing where they were last year. They moved the one guy to guard. But their offensive line, you know, I didn't think they'd be able to gel that quickly. They look good. They're, they have a fullback that they're running. They're running Kubiak's offense now. Last year it was it was – Mostly Peyton's a little hybrid, the compromise between them. They're running Kubiak's offense, and he is an excellent offensive coordinator. Uh, the Ravens should have never let him go. Um, and Simeon played better than I thought he would. Um, he's got to prove it. I still think he's going to come down to earth. He, he missed some, but their defense was enough. And Carolina missed. Carolina could have won the game with a field goal. They missed the game when he field goal. So they had a shot. But in the Indianapolis, they just they had no running game. Frank Gore is, you know, like he's you know AARP AARP card or something. <laughs> uh, no offensive line. But I thought a number though. I think the Colts have beaten the Broncos like five out of the last six times. Remember they knocked them out of the playoffs a couple years ago in Denver. But uh, I just I don't see it. I think Andrew Luck, you know, better up his life insurance here. Um, I, I got to go with Denver at home. What, what do you think, Zabo? I'm going to go with Denver, too. The quarterback, Simeon, looked for fairly nice and everything. I think Gore, um, I think he's older than uh, D'Angelo Williams and everything. Didn't have a good game and everything. Like uh, I think Williams is, I remember him, Williams is the oldest uh, starting running back in the league right now. Well, Gore acts like it then. He runs like <laughs> Quarterback, uh, corner, uh, running back. Then, so I'm going to go with Denver. Uh, Denver looked good. Um, I didn't think they would win their game. They won it. They're Super Bowl champs. My dad always taught me, you got to knock out the champ. And I don't think Indianapolis has enough to knock out the champ. <laughs> no. Well, quick up, quick, just a quick update information. D'Angelo and Frank Gore are ber- both. 33. D'Angelo is older by about three weeks. So, there you go. Yeah, thanks. Wow. Thanks, you, Jazz, right. for making me look bad. <laughs> <laughs> three weeks. So, you know, way to be wrong there, Sabo. Days. Um, Tossing the last couple out there, Jags, Chargers. Uh, give me the Jags. That offense is, that offense is looking good. i I want to see more from that defense. Um, I want to see, you know, more from Fowler. Not much from a pass rush last week. Um, we'll see what's happening. I think the Chargers, you know, are still going to be reeling from that Keenan Allen injury. You don't normally see a team take, you know, a big injury like that and then come back ready to go. Um, you know, unless you're the Kansas City Chiefs and it's Jamal Charles. Um, <laughs> who, who you got, Fred? Yeah, uh, I got to go with Jacksonville. Still tempted not to because they're young, young teams going on the road. And like you said, their defense uh, needs to grow. They need to go into it. They got some pieces, like I said, with Fowler, Jalen Ramsey, Miles Jack. Um, and they got the guy from Denver, uh, 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 Jackson, the, uh, the nose tackle there. So they got some pieces offensively. They're they're unbelievable. Um, it's it's not going to be easy to go like I know you said the Chargers are kind of reeling with the injury. They don't have Bosa. 
But Melvin Gordon did finally get a, his first touchdown. He had two last week. He didn't score at all last year as a rookie. But I'm going with Jacksonville. I think uh, this could be the, the Chargers' last season. They might be joining the Rams, as you said, next year. They'll be quite a pair out there. That they, they'll just uh, they'll both stink up that new stadium. But uh, I go with Jacksonville. <laughs> it, it, the, the true Jag-offs. What do you think, Fable? Jag off team. They're young. I'm going to go with the young team. Jacksonville's up and coming. I'm going to say Chargers had real trouble. Um, I'm going to go with Jacksonville just because they have younger players and I think they're up the up and coming team. Another sleep. Last two and this is another another good game. It's always a good game. Vikings, Green Bay. Um, looks like Sam Bradford is going to make his first start of course. Um, they haven't come out and said, said that. Why they're holding this end. like it's ma- major drama between Sean Hill and Bradford. Um, I don't know. Everyone expects Bradford to start. Hopefully that will get Adrian Peterson going because he's on my fantasy team and I can't have another three-point week. Oh, tough one. I'm going I'm to go with the Packers. Vikings defense is tough. The Vikings defense won their first game. They had two scores against the Titans. Uh, no doubt. You know, a, Adrian Peterson couldn't do nothing. I mean, I think Tennessee did what you have to do. Just don't let Peterson run and make that Sean Hill beat you, which he couldn't. They have Bradford, so, you know, as much as eh, I'm not sold on Sammy, he's still a step up from from Sean Hill. But uh, I think this one comes down. It's going to be close because it's in Minnesota. And Blair Walsh lines up to kick a game-winning 20-yard field goal, and he misses it, and the Blair Witch Project is done. They got He missed a kick last week. They got to get rid of this guy. He's awful. He blew. He, he lost the playoff game for them. So I think uh, Green Bay wins Wins a tight one. They they, they know how to win. Uh, Eddie Lacy at least lost a few pounds. They uh, <laughs> didn't look that. But they got uh, Clay Matthews playing back as outside linebacker. They got Jordy Nelson back. They they know how to win. I'm going with the Packers. I'm going to go with the Packers, too, and I'll shock you on this one. This game's going to go in the overtime, almost just like Freddie said, and Green Bay's going to win it with a field goal in overtime. So I'm going with Green Bay. I'm, I'm taking the Vikings. I'm taking the Vikings in this one. Um, I Before that Teddy Bridgewater injury, I I thought this was – they, they were my picks for to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, um, just over the Cardinals. Um, I, I really like what they have going on. I'm taking the Vikings. I like their defense. I'm, I'm putting a lot of hope in Sam Bradford here. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's another good week. It, this week is interesting because we're still finding out who these teams really are and what to expect. Um, there's a lot of unknowns moving forward. So, man, I'm just excited for this week. Last game we're going to do, Chicago versus the Eagles. Carson Wentz making a second start. Man, if you're Carson Wentz, get, is there a better two secondaries to start your um, games out with than, you know, the Browns and the Bears? I mean, the Bears are banged up back there. They're, this is just going to be another good game to watch. Um, who are you taking, Fred? Uh, yeah, so – the Eagles are good. They have they have a good defense. They they got Jim Schwartz as their coordinator this year. He was excellent with he was the defensive coordinator of the Bills two years ago 
and had them as one of the top-rated defenses that led the league in sacks until Rex Rexy came in and screwed that up. Um, their defense is good. Wentz, here's the thing on Wentz, the, just as the touch on the Browns. I heard that the Browns, uh, whoever their evaluators were, the two quarterbacks they liked were uh, Goff and Kessler, and the two guys they didn't like were Wentz and Dak Prescott. <laughs> and you see why they're the Browns? Um <laughs> So, uh, oh, Carson Wentz, he just looks like, if you see, before he got drafted even, if you watch some of the combines, you watch the interviews, down to earth, uh, Christina, my fiance, pointed out that she, he reminded her of Big Ben, and he does. He has that manner, those manners. Big. He just, he just, and he seems like the real deal. And he made some throws last week that were, if you watch, wow. The one guy, uh, who was it, uh, Greg, uh, one of the evaluators, I can't think of his name. And he showed a throw, tight coverage. He said he calls it a DNA throw. Either you have that in you or you don't. And he, he's got it. He's the Eagles have something to be excited about because they actually have a quarterback. I'm not gonna say they're gonna win a lot. They got some some, some holes, but yeah, like you said, uh, you want to start your career against <laughs> two secondaries. You couldn't do better than playing the Browns and the Bears. So I'm going with the Eagles on this one. What do you say, Zabo? I break down the season uh, four games. Um, so you play four four games. Mm-hmm. So the first four games, then four through eight and everything like this. I don't want Philadelphia to have any momentum coming in to play the Steelers. So I want them to lose, so I'm going to pick Chicago. <laughs> well, that certainly makes – there you go. That's all that matters. I want them to lose. Well, I wish it worked that way. <laughs> Can I if we're if we're doing that? Can I change my Patriots pick then? Yeah, because I, I definitely I definitely want them to lose. Um, okay. Give me the, give me the Eags. I'm dating an Eagles fan, so I always got to hear you know who's oh. the best team in the league, Eags, and it's just it it's it's not true. It's not true. Um, <laughs> but but this week this week I'll give them the win. All right, guys, we're gonna wrap the show. It's one of our longest shows we've done yet. Um, we're trying out. You know, different format, picking the games. May do something a little different next week. May just pick, you know, the top games of the week. Um, we'll discuss it. We'll get some feedback from y'all to see what we're doing moving forward. But we will be back next week, most likely Friday, I believe is the day. Um, anything else you guys want to add before we sign off? Uh, just I'll just quick second shout out for Christina. They, the Eagles, and Matt, you know this because, like you said, you're dating an Eagles fan. They do have a cool mascot named Swoop. So this shout-out goes to Swoop and uh, save me a cheesesteak <laughs> for, next, for next week. So, um, I, I have to miss Y5O next week. <laughs> Is that Friday night? Yeah. Nine o'clock. How are you ever going to get over that, Zabo? That's that's not stressing. Have to DVR it or some put it on tape or something <laughs> like that. Um, Matt, you said you went to the wedding today. Yeah, you went to a wedding or something. Yeah, my uh, my sister's friend uh, was getting married. She was my sister was a bridesmaid in it. Um, so it was good to see. Did they have a DJ there? They did. Yes. Did you dance with your girl? She was working, so she didn't go. Oh, okay. Yeah, but no, def- <laughs> so yeah, definitely, definitely a shout out to both of those people. Um, it was great to see, really fun. Wedding is always nice. 
All right, guys, signing off on one of our longest podcasts, but a good podcast, ready for week two in the NFL. Find out who these teams are. Watch that Cincinnati-Pittsburgh game. Man, I'm excited for it. Um, All right, guys, signing off for Matt, Sabo, Fred. This is the Black and Gold NFL Recap brought to you by Behind the Steel Curtain. Until next week, guys. Later. Bye. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation. And I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.